I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello guys, welcome back to Heavy Metal Tones. This is the last one for this year. I um, hope you had a great Christmas. It was fun, full of frivolity, full of heavy metal, full of music, full of laughter. Um, and you had friends and family around you. Those that didn't, that were working, that were locked down, that were away, um, there's always going to be another time. There'll always be a future. Um, so just look forward to that. I hope you, I'm glad that you had a good time, those that did. Uh, I really enjoyed the Seven Dates of Noel. I hope you enjoyed listening to them. Quite a fun experiment. It did very well in the numbers. I thank you very much. It's one of the most successful things I've done so far in this podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listened this year. This will be the last one for the year. So thank you. Uh, I'm really very, very humble that you've come along on the ride with me. This uh, little old, old guy from you know Canberra in Australia. Uh, middle of nowhere really uh, listening I mean I've got uh, listeners all over the world I mean a lot in America though I've got one listener that's constantly listening every month outside of Australia in Broadman in the USA if I've said that right uh, if you're listening to this episode hey whoever you are thanks for listening regularly um, you know do send me an email at heavymetaltones at gmail.com and say hello um, but anyway this week's episode I had already recorded one for the end of the year and I'm going to probably do that next week actually now for a look back so I've uh, was talking to a work colleague a friend of mine and he sort of mentioned some things and I thought yeah yeah this is a good idea so he bought me a six pack of Monteith's Black it's a New Zealand dark ale and everyone knows me loves my I know I love my dark ale so I'm sitting here with my dark ale by my side and uh, what, I th- what we're just talking about was, and I'm going to describe it as a rose by any other name. Uh, he's sort of, uh, he's not into his metal. He likes tall and a few things here and there, but not nothing particularly, you know, out there. And he got onto the Iron Maiden further earlier in the year when they released Senjutsu. And he said to me today, he clearly didn't think it was very good. And he thought that, you know, 
um, it was a bit drab and it wasn't what expecting from Iron Maiden and so which made me think about um, you know albums and bands and music we say we love but do we really is it because it's the band is it our emotional connection with the band or the singer or guitarist or is it or is it genuinely we're sitting down and subjectively listening to the music now you may or may not know that I review for the metal website heavy metal ruse uh, it's an Australian metal uh, web magazine I am the head of the review team I'm a bit lax recently because of the new year and Christmas um, uh, and so I have to be subjective when I review but do I do that with music that I listen to on a daily basis I'm not quite sure you know um, if you came to me uh, 20 years ago and gave me Saint Anger wrapped it in a plain paper and said listen to this tell me what you think glug glug that's not very nice is it just for those people with ASMR might like it those people that have issues I'm sorry anyway would you like it um, and I have to honestly say I probably would listen to it differently do I think it's the worst album ever made it's one of them do I think that it's their worst album definitely not this is Metallica by the way people that haven't, don't know what I'm talking about Say Anger by Metallica um, it's got a checkered past everyone knows about it if they're in the, if they're into this genre I don't really want to go explaining it was released well I might look it was released 20 odd years ago um, to a lot of fanfare and it stunk um, nothing uh, the I don't know what they were doing what Lars was doing but he decided he wasn't going to record his hi-hats and things like that it just it just seemed to disappear and it was fudgy mix and um, lost very unfocused and just not really the same material to expect from a band that made kill em all or ride the lightning uh, you know it just isn't you know and, and I, I absolutely adore ride the lightning I, it's one of my favorite albums of all time so it's very strange they meet this this dirty rubbish but at the same time you know maiden were making blur albums as well around that time so but the, what i'm talking about is if you gave it to me in a blank paper and said tony listen to this i'm not going to tell you it is you might guess it but i just want you to listen to what you think and i probably would have given it a different listen so what this conversation is about today is, is would we go into things like okay um, Benji and I have came together and bonded together as you found out in the last few episodes ago uh, over the band Ghost now we we I'm an early adopter of that band I came in very early when um, uh, you know the guys at Metallica were saying you know Hepfield was saying this is the best next best band and and um, what's his name from from Slayer hated them and I was like, okay, right, I, I, I'm going to get it and listen. That was really tricky at the time to hunt the music down, but I fell in love with it. You know, that mixture of the Blue Oyster Cult, classic heavy metal, the uh, dark but um, uh, satanic themes, but with a sort of like a, 
a pop sensibility in artwork like my favorite horror movie which is the horror tv program which is uh, salem's lot um and it was just i loved it and i couldn't get enough of them and then the next album infantissimum and so on until suddenly they became this swedish pop band um that really were sort of almost as if embarrassed to be a metal band really they just want to play abba no that's not wrong that's commendable i love abba um but not when i'm trying to mix it with my heavy metal anyway where i was coming from was that um you've got it's it's very difficult when you love something to to, to, to then when you hear something that's not quite right to really be honest with yourself I think that's where I, I lost track slightly sorry but that was where I was coming from Benji is that you know he loves their stuff but then would that later stuff if you wrapped it in a different package would he like it I doubt it actually because it's not the kind of music he'd listen to but he probably wouldn't know it was Ghost right it was Metallica so what I'm asking, what I'm talking about here is I think that we should all attempt to, um, to see, think of an album in our lives, um, be subjective with it, and to think to yourself, honestly, would you go, that's the best album I've ever heard, that's their best piece of music, is it the fridge magnet a phenomena, which I sort of, a friend of mine once coined, where you know your kid comes home with a picture it's awful but you put it on the fridge because it's theirs and then you think it they think it's amazing because you've put it up there so everything they do isn't amazing and everything your child does is amazing that's not necessarily true is it so is it the fridge magnet phenomena where just because it's their name on the bottom of it or their name across the spine of the book or their name on the record that instantly it's going to be good I mean this honestly people look think to yourself would you is there any of you out there deeply honestly look inwardly and say pick an album and go yeah maybe tony i was right maybe i was wrong maybe this album is rubbish and conversely ones you said are rubbish and you would go nowhere near you might actually like i mean i i have never listened to a nickelback album i can't stand the thought of it is it because it's Nickelback or like Limp Biscuit, one of those awful new metal things? Or is it because of my prejudice over maybe one or two songs or maybe even their their um their back catalogue, you know, their persona? I I really think that um we might be onto something here, guys. We might be through the looking glass. I think what we should do is in the new oh, that was my knuckles yeah. oh hear that sorry <laughs> more beer one moment um maybe that's what it is maybe we have to choose an album that we adore or even think we do because we all have ones we think we do and should listen to it subjectively like I had a, a guy reviewed for us only recently and it was just very negative um, and angry and it wasn't what direction of the band he laughed it was going and I said walk away review it or let it go if you can't be subjective 
don't review it. If you're going to be angry, walk away. We, it, it, now, emotions are good, and I want that from you guys. I want you to pick an album that creates emotion to listen to and go, is it right? Did I really like it? Be honest with yourself. And it's also conversely, quick pick an album. I really urge you out there to pick an album that um, you're going to listen to that you would walk away from normally and say, did I like it? Was there a moment in that record that was worth me listening to the whole 40, 50 minutes? It's not a lot of time in your life to give away. You can do it while you're working and doing other things, going for your run, going for your walk, um, at work, you know, t- at working from home, whatever you're doing. Uh, because I truly think that I think I'm very open-minded with my musical taste. I've said this before on the podcast, but there are times when I think I'm I'm close-minded, and. I think when it comes to the genre of metal, being so many subgenres, do we close our minds off? I mean, I've, uh, I've said before, I absolutely hated black metal for a long time because I felt it was impenetrable and non-musical and atonal and um, just too harsh. But then I took the time and gave it a listen and found the beauty in it and found the musicality in it and found the the um the tones in it so it you know it's out there to be done um when we come back after the break i might talk to you about some of the genres that i'm going to attempt to do some of the albums that i have been blinded by and i think some of the albums that i might look into that i would have walked away from before so you know get a piece of paper pen up during this break um pause it Write down some albums that you, you know, you think you know. Go back and revisit them. Um, things are ones you wouldn't touch. Go and visit them. And then, honestly, I'd really love you to, to, to reach out. Now, on Spotify now, you can actually give me a, a rating on Spotify. The three dots above the episode. You can now start rate them. Um, I'd love some feedback. Um, feedback makes my podcast grow. If you love the podcast, give me a star rating. Um doesn't matter if it's one to five i'm not going to be bleat if it's one you know it's your opinion but it does make the pro podcast grow gives me more audience share um same with uh with uh itunes um and you know you know come and visit me on my facebook page at new album and all things metal and also email that you know to heavy metal tones at gmail.com and give me some feedback um i know our time is poor but we're heading into a new year I want to keep doing this. I love doing it. I'm glad you're listening. Um, anyway, coming to the end of the uh, first half now, I'm going to pour myself another beer. I promise I won't crack my knuckles next time. That was a bit silly, wasn't it, really? Anyway, and uh, and we'll chat about what I feel I want to do, or the albums that I think I need to listen to, and uh, then we'll, we should re- reconvene in a few weeks' time and um, make notes and see how we felt about those albums. Anyway, uh, see you on the other side. Pour yourself a drink. Catch you soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I'm glad you like the little bit of advert music. So, so middle music there. That's by Joseph uh, from uh, Pure Envy. I've told you before, he's a Newcastle-based thrash metal band. New album coming out soon. Uh, brilliant guitarist. He also uh, is the head of the um, metal uh, guitar school. I'd highly recommend listening to going to them if you want to learn guitar. I'll put a link in the um, show description below. Um, what he can't teach him, what he doesn't know, you can put on the back of a stamp. Anyway, back to the original the show. Yeah, sip of beer, sorry. Well, it is Christmas. I think I deserve it. Whisper, whisper. Anyway, um, so what we're talking about? We're talking about albums that I want to revisit with different eyes. Um, okay, good. I'm going to be brutally honest here. Um, absolutely brutally honest anything with uh, Maiden's name on apart from a couple I will always listen to now I don't own I've told this before way back early in the podcast Those, if you've never listened to the first episode you probably find out I don't own any of the Blaze Burley era albums I don't own Factor X 
and I don't own um, X Factor, sorry, and I don't own um, virtual reality, virtual real. Um, anyway, pardon my French. I need to put up there. Oh, that's terrible. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, anyway, I'm not editing it. You know me. It's root. It's uh, it's what you hear is what you get. Anyway. I don't know those two albums, and I'm going to make an effort and go and listen back at the Blaze Bailey era, era Iron Maiden albums. I know some of the songs I quite like, you know, um, there's a couple of songs in the that particular album, um, and those particular albums, sorry, it's Virtual 11, I, yeah, it's been a long day, pardon me. Released in 1998, it's the first one. You know, Future Real, Angel and a Gambler, Lightning Strikes Twice, The Klansman, which is Benji's favourite, um, Educated Fool, Don't Look to the Eyes of a Stranger, uh, Como Esta Amigo. I mean, these are songs I just, I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't think I've ever played Virtual Eleven all the way through. Again, this harks straight back to what I was saying at the beginning, completely truthful, that I didn't go and listen to them because it wasn't Bruce Dickinson, I wasn't interested. Um, now, that's a real bad thing, isn't it? Because Blaze Bailey, genuinely, who was with Wolfbane originally, is a great singer. Was he the right person for the band? He probably was. And you know what? Had we as a maiden community in, embraced him, he may have done right. Now, of course, maiden without Bruce is like gin without tonic. It's like, I don't know, fish without chips or whatever you think of. It's not quite the same, okay? It just isn't. It leaves a sort of, you know, I mean, I don't get me wrong, my foot, my, I absolutely love the Diano albums, but that's a. It's a different Maiden story. Anyway, so those two albums, that one, you know, uh, and uh, Fact X Factor, with Sign of the Cross, brilliant song, really. Lord of the Flies, Man on the Edge, Future, Fortunes of War, Look to the Truth, The Aftermath, Judgment of Heaven, Blood on the World's Hands, Edge of Darkness, 2AM, and The Unbeliever. Right, one hour and 11 minutes. I am going to sit back over the next couple of days and I'm going to listen to those two albums and I'm going to give you a genuinely um, honest heavy metal tones review of those two albums because I honestly don't know them well enough. Which is really, again, I look back and I feel quite embarrassed by that fact. You know? Um, it's like the same as Queen. You know, the Queen albums when, you know, without Freddie, um, would I listen to them? millions of people do I can't do it I, I just can't do it it's like um, the Judas Priest albums without you know it just it just it doesn't work you know it, it just doesn't work I mean I know that they're great albums you know but you know Judas Priest without Rob Halford is just I don't know you know anyway so they're, they're the two albums first I'm thinking of that I want to think back on and go you know I didn't give them a go. I'm going to give them a go. And if I'm going to have a do a podcast about, you know, reviews and music and subjectivity, I need to be subjective. Um, albums that I have put up and said are the greatest albums I've ever listened to, 
that I sometimes go, uh, am, am I, is it the name? There, that's a tougher, tougher call. Um, because most of the times I've lived with them, um, I'm going to say probably, now this is going to shock you, I think, guys, but I'm probably going to say um, Genesis is the Lamb's Line lies down on Broadway. I think it's the best piece of music ever written by a progressive band. Um, Am I listening to it and saying that's the case because it is, or is it because my deep love for Genesis? Pre, and we are, with in parentheses, not the Phil Collins years. Is it? So I'm going to sit back and listen to that again and give you my genuine opinion. I mean, you can't ask me. I listen to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway once a month. Um, I have done for the last 20 years, more. So it's not like it's um, something I won't enjoy doing, but am I listening to it because I love the the the, the genesis of, of uh, Peter Gabriel, or is it because it genuinely is a great album? Um, another one that comes to mind that you know I don't know if it's. If it's um, my again blinded by, as I said, rose by any other name, blinded by the bands, my love for the band, or genuinely, is it a great album? And and this is might shock you as well, but uh, Killing Joke's Pandemonium. Okay, um, I'm going to do a Killing Joke episode one day. They are spectacularly amazing. I will always love them. They are the originators of in industrial metal. Pandemonium came out in '94. I just met my then-to-be wife, um, soon-to-be wife. Sorry, uh, I loved Killing Joke. It was heavy and industrial and aggressive. Great tracks on like Pandemonium and Jana, and I hold it up there as one of the their best albums. Now, is it because it's the time that I, the album was released? Is it because I went and saw them on that tour several times? Is it because I connected emotionally to my wife and knowing my wife, you know, meeting Karen? Or is it because it generally is a good album? So these are things I want you to do. Get a bit of paper, write two or three albums in the, you know, would never listen to normally, or the albums I love the most. Make a little column next to that. Make notes like why you think you love them, why you would hate them and then when you've listened to them and come back to it does it is has that those words you've written on that page influenced you I'm really excited to see if it does it for me um, I never thought about it that way I never thought that you could be emotionally influenced about music that you may listen to and you know as I said earlier in the podcast you know the, the Nickelback syndrome do we hate Nickelback or do I hate Nickelback because of what they are or because of their music or because of the band members uh, it's difficult isn't it it's like Slipknot would I ever own a Slipknot album no not in a million years should I sit down and listen to one of their albums and actually give them some genuine time 
There's another one that will be in my calling. I'm sure there's a Slipknot album now that I couldn't name you any at the moment. I'm sure there's one there that I could pick out, sit down, give it the 45 minutes, and see if I subjectively, I might, you know, because this might open our eyes, guys. Can you imagine? I might, I want everyone out there's horizons to be broadened. A good example is my dear friend John, one of my closest friends in all the world. Um, he, him and I have been to many progressive rock concerts. We love talking about music. He's got music in his soul, which makes him an angel in my eyes. And the thing is, he listens to this podcast, and he, if I said to him, go and listen to some Behemoth, he'd go and listen to it. He's that open-minded, and I really admire that of him. And I think this is what I want us to be, and all our listeners to be. Because how can you be subjective if you don't give it an option? It's better to be subjective than reactive. You know, it's a bit to react to something in a bad way and be subjective about it. Um, you know, so as I said, so for in a couple of weeks' time, I'll get back to this podcast. I'll revisit it. So for me, it will be um, revisiting the albums I've mentioned: the two I made albums, "Landlines Down on Broadway" and "Pandemonium" by Killing Joke. They're the ones that come to the top of my mind. I'm sure there are many others. There are some that are sainted that I wouldn't touch, like "Never Mind the Bollocks" by the Sex Pistols. Rocket to Ruin by the Ramones um, you know they're just some albums that you um, Mind uh, Bomb by um, The The just albums I wouldn't touch that I just will always be perfect um, I'm sure that again this sounds back to my thing should I go back to them am I emotionally connected to it in a different way than I should be I probably am um, Disraeli Gears by Cream the Who by Numbers, by The Who. All these albums that I'm historically and emotionally connected to, does that make them important albums? Are they good albums to my ear? To my ear? So guys, make that list. As I said, one column for why you wouldn't listen to it. Then make notes say, hey, how did you feel? Have a never would I would never bother listening to one column and stuff you love emotionally and connected to and make notes of why you're emotionally connected to it. No one likes homework, but it's this fun thing to do. It might be something you can do with mates, um, you know, on Facebook blogs, just in general. And see how how you come out. It doesn't like, it doesn't have to be metal, guys. We listen to lots of music. It could be pop. Like I said in my seven dates of Noel, you know, um, there's lots of stuff I listen to that isn't, you know, Julian Cope. I'm extremely connected to that song because of my father bought it as my very first single he ever bought for me, and he wasn't a music man. So, but does that mean I love that song for that reason? Could I hate it? No, I don't. I love it. It's probably to do with my emotional connections. So, do like the old um, Pepsi and Coke challenge. Give it a go. Choose two or three you hate, or you think you would hate. Two or three you think you know, but you you know, you, deep down in your soul, you know, you're connected emotionally to, and give them a re-listen and see what happens. And hopefully, just hopefully, we expand our horizons more going into 2022 anyway that's the end of this episode thanks for a great year thanks for listening i've had so much fun doing it i've learned so much um thanks for my daughter clementine uh for doing the artwork for me she's really clever little 
funny that one thanks for Joseph for doing the music and helping me with the recording process thanks for the support from Benji and from Matt and from John and from Millsy and all the people wife my lovely wife Karen who's behind me all the way um, and everyone behind me if I've missed a name I'm sorry but anyway um, talk to you next year have a great new year if you're going to do it drink loads drink sensibly if you're not have a great you don't need a drink to have fun have a good time see the new year in let's hope this effing virus pisses off and we can all just get back to the nuts and bolts of, of life love family music and peace anyway that's my little philosophical philosophical ending thanks guys remember like and subscribe give me a, a review on spotify if you're on there now that you can do it on itunes it does help me um and we'll chat soon bye guys Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.